bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. Mm-hmm. The country is rotted, you know. <laughs> I don't even know, like, I'm so... Housewives of America. <laughs> yeah. It is rotted. I mean, I'm, wh- hey, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's not like cops killed someone else. A bunch of cops didn't just kill another person. Again, I mean, if it's, it's not a shooting, if it's not a mass shooting, it's cops pulling a guy out of a car and killing him. It can't even be called mm. cops. Kill. I mean, at this point, that is like some. I, I, cops. I don't even understand the co- type of violence and like it's unreal. So, if, you know, unreal. Know. It's unreal. But I think unreal. I heard some. This is com- going to be completely inaccurate. To the reviewer who said we don't do research, you're correct. Um, That is not true. We do do research and we also have opinions (laughs) the way normal people do. I thought I heard that (sighs) there's been more mass shootings in 2023 than like or something. (laughs) In the last three weeks. Yeah. Like literally like Mm, then then in half of the year. It's some crazy statistic where it's like, oh, my God. I mean, just. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, not for nothing, fine. We're not scholars. We're not fucking anthropologists. We're not archaeologists. We're not fucking professors. We're not whatever. We're just people who are looking at what everybody else is looking at. And if I were to tally up and look at and see what's doing with what's going on in the averages, I was never good at math. But I'll tell you this. If I had a test and I said, what what are the things that le- what are the things that connect all the things and the violence and the shootings and the things? And the, what is the connection? What Here is it? Here we go. What Here is we it? Go. What is the connection? Man. That is correct. So, excuse you, excuse me. I'll never stop saying it. I will never stop saying it. You can fucking talk about everything you want, but until that fucking root problem is dealt with, we will never stop. This will never, ever, ever stop. It's offshoots. There's race. There's religion. There's women. There's men. But at the end of the day, it will always come back to men, period. Those four cops, perfect example, those four or five cops. They were all the same race, and they were all men. Period. Deal with it, everybody. Deal with it, everybody. I watched this tragic show on Netflix, so basic, called like "To Catch a Killer" or something so dumb. Today, um, in lieu of doing a research, the work, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. of course, it's all it's dated and trash and not good for any kind of true crime person. And I'm not even that deep in the game, but I was just like, this sucks. Um, of course, out of the seven episodes, 
of all serial killers, they had to throw in like Eileen Warren. Yeah, they oh, had to throw her the in. The best serial yeah. killer of all time. They had to throw it in. And the second <laughs> the second it comes on, it's like the fifth episode and they're mm. like these men and were dying along like the Florida fucking t- highway and I was like, oh, that's Eileen Warnos. That's that's right, the fucking course. Charlize Theron bitch. And it's always worse and I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, or I should say it's always more sensational or the the people that always report on when men get killed or raped or right. sexually molested or whatever, <laughs> it's always like, and these boys and those men, can you believe it? <laughs> and it's like, no, no one can believe it because normally that's not what happens because we're so fucking desensitized to women getting raped and killed all the time. Yeah, that- and they're just like, who could this be? And I'm like, well, how did this happen? It must have been, a, and I've already guessed right away that it's the Charlize Theron bitch, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, clearly. And then they're like, it must be a girl, I mean, on the side of the road, you know, offering sex or, or needing help because that's the only reason they'd pull over. I'm like, they got a hooker. And it's obvious. Even if I didn't know it was mm. Eileen Warnos, I would know that they got a hooker. It wasn't some woman like, I'm horny. Pull over. I'm super horny. I mean... <laughs> So fuck I can't, off. I can't. I'm horny. Pull over. <laughs> I'm horny. I so dumb. And then they're like, I just got to do it. She needs me. She's horny. <laughs> I need to pull over because she's horny. She said so. I mean, so which stupid. they I mean, that's every that's their dream. That's what they think is happening. Oh, yeah, that is. That's what they think is actually happening. That they see. They probably I can't. Mm, I, it's awful. I can't, I can't take that's it. That's like one of the saddest so, movies ever. Fucking ever. Made. Because it starts out where you're like. Oh, this is like a feel-good movie. <laughs> it's a wonderful Wait lesbian a minute, love story. This is a wonderful lesbian revenge movie. This is the best thing I've ever seen. But then, of course, yeah. you know, it's unfortunate. And I had to sit through it. And I was just like, fuck this show. Fuck Netflix. Horrendous. Get on. I had to go to Hulu and be like, give me something. Give me something. We will have the Bakersfield fucking cop documentary. Can't wait for that. And, you know, the thing with the... And I know everybody's talking about the thing with the cops and it's all awful. And we were just discussing it. And you made a fucking phenomenal point, which is that there is a problem with, and now I will always say it's men, no matter what. Right, we know. But we... We heard you just say it. And I'll never shut up about it, and I don't care how annoying it is. And I'll go to my last breath out of my mouth will be, it was men. (laughs) Yep. I told you so. Nobody wants to deal with it, but that's fine. So, okay. But the other problem is that, well, you were what you were saying, which I loved, was that the thing with the cops is that it's a problem with power. It's a problem with power. Power unchecked power undealt with power gone rogue and these people and again if you start out with these guys who are insane and power hungry and incels or whatever their fucking problems are any kind of male problem that's violently gone wrong and they become cops this is what's gonna happen and it doesn't matter what race they are it's it's it doesn't it, the bias will be there. That is going to and be there. And I know there, a female cop who lost her fucking marbles too with the power. And they do too. So that woman. It doesn't w- matter what gender either. That kind of power. It's not absolute power, but that's the saying. Absolute power absolutely corrupts. And it's just like these institutions are rotted. Rotted. And they've been. They began rotted. Cops were always rotted. terrorizing fucking mm-hmm. people. Whole thing needs yep. to be like yep. restructured. There needs to be a full mm-hmm. oversight committee starring Adam Schiff, <laughs> who watches all the cops or however it goes. But the whole thing—that's just- right. And they need to have people come in from different communities and economic yeah. backgrounds. And we can't have just rich white men 
running everything. No. It's ruined Ugh. the world. Your time is up. Hashtag time's up. Hashtag me too. Hashtag, Hashtag you're fired. Too. Hashtag teachers too. Hashtag buy scalp. Hashtag <laughs> right. buy scalp. You gotta go. You got to go. You gotta go. Buy fucking scalp. You gotta go. It was the last thing we needed. We were already half past give a shit. I can tell you that. So it's been sad and awful mm. and just it's the we're we're the pressure cooker the violence is just i can't like i mean i keep wanting to say something that is gonna offend everyone like it's one thing if you just accidentally shoot someone <laughs> like i mean <laughs> i'm sorry but like the gun went off or i pulled the gun on the wrong person or they were running away and i shot them in the back like that's awful and horrendous and still power unchecked but that shit i didn't even watch the video but i, I keep having either. to hear the description of the video and i'm just like what fucking world are we living in where five people do that? I just, I don't even want to talk about it. I can't even, I'm so, it's so scary and stressful. So Feels scary. like rape. I hate it. I it hate does. it. I hate it. It does. So much. It does. And I just don't understand what's happened and why everybody is, we're all incels at this point. We're just a bunch of fucking incels. Like yeah. we're all just fucking, I'm horny. Pick me up. <laughs> or I'm horny. No one will fuck me. I'm so angry. Or I'm going to just hide or whatever. I mean, I saw some, there was some video I couldn't watch on Twitter or whatever. It was like a delivery driver got like held up by gunpoint and or whatever it was. And I'm just like, who doesn't have, at this point, who doesn't have a gun and who doesn't have the classified documents? Who doesn't have a gun and who doesn't have the classified documents? We are so fucked at this point. Like, I, and and then if you get a gun, you're fucked because you're gonna shoot yourself. I yeah, mean, that's why I can't get a gun. It's just like yeah, you'll lose it and lose the bullets and lose the clip. <laughs> and yeah, the dog will shoot themselves because you'll leave it with the top that, off of it. Oh my it. god, there was a thing of a the guy went hunting and the dog shot him. A guy went hunting and the dog shot him. He put the gun down and the dog and he yeah. didn't have the thing or whatever. Now listen, I'm glad. I'm glad he's yeah. dead. I I wish that he his whole I I I'll, I'll say this. To, everybody knows about me. <laughs> hunters they could all get shot to death and die i don't care i'm happy about it but that was amazing but still now you literally said as a joke the dog's gonna shoot a dog <laughs> has finally shot someone this is where we're at this is where we're at well if you're one of our 14 listeners and you find yourself wanting to check out um and take a break from politics like <sighs> we fucking do now is the perfect time for you to join our patreon podcast there's no politics and no ads. We do two a week. They're both an hour each, and they're both a dollar. You don't have to sign up for both. You can start with just one a week and see what you think. There's a link to a free one in the description of this episode. Just click on it, and it'll take you right to our Patreon page. On this week's Patreon, we talked about Megan the movie, also a piece of shit. Um, and you, Mau Mau, described the first 20 minutes of Top Gun Maverick. Um, so here's a little taste. take my breath away and then he's like you're going back you're going back to san diego and you're gonna go fucking teach some migs how to do like migs the enemy oh so what are they charlie's you're gonna go teach some charlie's <laughs> no charlie's kelly oh you're gonna go fuck some dykes and fuck... <laughs> you're gonna fuck some dykes and you're gonna, or you're gonna turn him into a dyke apparently <laughs> after this movie she was raped five million times and she's fucking she was the most beautiful woman in the world and then of course she's raped she's about to fuck you in the hot tub she turned lesbian and then her whole life was destroyed so then basically uh you're gonna go you're gonna teach you're gonna uh, no then we're gonna show you this thing and it's like all right 
It's me, John Hamaconda. I'm sitting down. I can't show my dick balls, but I want to. I told them I wanted to do the shot standing up, but they wouldn't do it. I had to do it sitting down, so I couldn't show my dick. So now I have to sit here, and I'm just going to be, like, totally a dick. I'm just going to be a dick, because so, you can't see my dick. So, all right. His so face looks like going a dick. On. Yeah, and my face looks like a dick, because I'm a dick. So, here's what's up. Now, here's the slideshow. Okay, here's a picture of... The underground bunker that's in Russia or Ukraine or wherever. I don't know. And like circle, 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 circle. Here's where the nuclear weapons are being created. So what we need to do is we need to put some top guns in there and then we need to go shoot up some shit. I'm going to blow up the shit and they're going to fly back. Okay? Oh, yeah. No problem. I can do that. No problem. You're not going to be doing that. This is not what you're going to do. You're going to teach them to do that. And you're going to sit here with me and my dick. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I want to fucking fly the thing. No, you're too old. You're too annoying. We don't <laughs> like you. You broke the speed of sound. You broke the fucking <laughs> All right. So either you do this or we're putting you in jail. How about that? Or we're going to tell everyone about what's in the closet. Oh, fine. Then he goes to the bar. Jennifer Connelly. She's giving you like. She's like giving a, you. Like a bag. Hands with, that are bags of spiders. <laughs> yeah. Bags snakes. of snakes. <laughs> she's giving you. Um, <laughs> it's a close up, and she's you know she's a, a a handsome woman. Yeah, she is. And her hair is she loves voluminous. Her, she loves her glossy, shiny hair. She's giving you her eighties teenage hair and close up and of like she's like shining a shot glass. I mean, she's like oh, literally just... being a bartender. And then he's like. Hey, Ma- Mary, what's going on? Whatever her name is. And she's like, hey, Mav. So you're back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like that. No. And he's like, yeah, I'm back. Really? And she's like, back. I still work here <laughs> yeah. 37 yeah. years yeah. later. Yep. Still and working here at this exact bar. Yeah. And he's like, you still here? <sighs> yeah, I still am. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to be doing? And then he goes, explains the whole thing. I thought it's top secret. You and know, this is why the GOP just... finds out everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, it's weird. These classified documents were found <laughs> behind the bar. I don't know what happened. Anyway, it's good to see you here. Hunter Biden comes out with like a crack pipe. <laughs> hey, now you don't need to see. The that. Fir- well, now you've seen the first 15 minutes. Well, so. they didn't hear the whole thing. If they want to, they got to oh, go to the true. Patreon yeah. to get the verbal meow meow breakdown. Well, you're going to do the rest. I'm going to do the rest for the next for the next episode. Yeah, yeah. the next Patreon episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we got a very special gift that we are super excited about from a new listener mm. that we've never heard of. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's like one of our favorite things. Mm-hmm. Jesse from New Jersey um, made us a wooden sign. It's so cool. It goes perfectly with our like laser cut tissue box, Ali. It's great. Um, it's this is the same. This is kind of like laser cut too, right? It says Julian Brandy's. Yep, it is the same. Drug Den. Or similar. And all the puppas are on it. Nacho, Pee Wee, and Mighty. Yep. Dumpling's not on it. Dumpling no. is considered a puppa. Jesse from New Jersey might not have known that. Our pictures are actually on it, too. Mm-hmm. There's tons of drugs all across the bottom. Yeah, it's great. It's, what would you say that? It's probably, like, do you think that's like 11 by 14? Or maybe like a tiny a little bit bigger? bigger. 
I think longer than 11.14 by 11. It's a more rectangular. It's very cool. It's almost like a like it's a flag. Yeah, you know I mean? it's a great it's a, fucking sign. It's Jesse. really great. Love it. Love it. Julianne Brandy. Hello, gentlemen. My name is Jesse, and I guess you could say I'm number 15. Yep, I can say that because the first time I listened, you mentioned your 14 listeners, and I thought to myself, nope, 15 now, haha. I live on the East Coast in Jersey and love listening to DGP every week and look forward to it. I guess you could call me somewhat new to your podcast, as I only started listening in the past year. Unfortunately, I admit I do not subscribe to your Patreon podcast. But if it makes you feel better, I don't pay for any podcast I listen to. It's not because I don't want to support you or anyone. I'm just a broke-ass bitch who takes advantage of the free episodes where I can, and I try to show my appreciation in other ways. Enclosed, you'll find a sign I made for your new office-slash-drug den. I've tried to capture the essence of the both of you, but keeping it professional, lol. I hope you like the photos I chose. I apologize for the photo of the two dogs. I originally sized it out too small. I had to sand it back down and start over and still fucked it up. I hope you guys like it enough to include it in the infamous drug dead or burn it. Do whatever you want. I thought about including a picture of Nance Pelos on the board, but it gives me another reason to send you guys another gift. A thought came to my mind as I was typing this letter. Like I said, I look forward to DGP and love listening to your passion slash hatred of politics as I have the same passion slash hatred. Unfortunately, where I live, I'm surrounded by idiots most of the time. Even though I live in a solidly blue state, I live in a red county. And when I listen to your podcast, it just reminds me that there are people who think like me. I tend to listen while I'm at work and I'll find myself laughing out loud or talking back to you and people look at me like I'm crazy. As much as you may or may not hate doing DGP, please know it brings so much joy to my day and I'm sure the other 14 as well. I'm sure people tell you all the time, if I knew you in real life, we would be friends slash I feel like I know you, blah, 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 all that cliche shit. And so I'm not going to say that, but we would have fun partaking in the activities listed on the bottom of the board. I have to admit it's probably taken me longer to type out this letter than it did to make the board. I express <laughs> myself better through my art than my voice and I keep worrying that I won't include everything I wanted to say and I so I have put off typing this out because I know as soon as I send it, I'll remember something to say. I'll shut up now. I hope you like the board and look forward to sending you other fun stuff. All the best from the Jersey Shore. A fellow gay, number 15, Jesse. P.S. I'm only including a photo so you know who you're getting gifts from. Plus, everyone sends photos of their kids and I don't have any. Sorry it's printed on paper, but who actually gets their photos developed anymore? Mm-hmm. Exactly. We will be cutting the picture off the paper yeah. and putting it on the Good drug idea. Den bulletin board. Great. We have to. Fucking love it, Jesse. Um, Jess, Jess, may I? First of all, thank you so, so much. Um, couple things, couple things. One, we never have more than 14 listeners because the day you started listening... Um, I'm quite sure at least, at least three, if not, I mean, a, half the listeners probably quit that day. Like there are super <laughs> fans who don't listen anymore. Yeah. Like literally Sarah Decker. Now we have a new Sarah Decker, but we had an old Sarah Decker with Uncle Brad. Uncle Brad. I mean, we love Sarah and Uncle Brad. Mm -hmm. Sarah doesn't listen anymore. It's like we have people, they go in, they go out. So the day you came in, at least four people quit. So we were probably down to 10 and then now we're back up to 14, but it just keeps going and. We never get more than 14 listeners. And when we do, you'll know because we'll sound like we're getting paid. <laughs> and until we sound like we're getting paid, we only have 14 listeners. Mm. And you'll know we're sounding like we're getting paid because we're not fucking bugging on about the Patreon podcast, which mm. you yourself, Jesse, do not subscribe to. So um, I just want to say 
we still love you. Mm-hmm. We love the gift. Love it. We love that you sent your picture with the gift. Love it. Um, I just want to urge you that next time, like in in lieu of the Nance Pelosi sign you're going to make, why don't you take the money that the materials cost? I'm sure you're the wood and whatever like tools you use, all that stuff costs money, upkeep. Um, take whatever money the gift would cost and join for one month. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you can listen to like. 900 fucking hours in one month and then the next month you can just cancel that's right that's right there's so many people that do that and they do it every single month we just got a patreon message from sarah who only joined in november she said not sure if you guys read these but i have to tell you i've been doing a ton of driving lately my mom is not doing well and she lives about six hours from me and your show is saving me i'm a new listener and so i have lots to catch up on thank you so much now, Sarah has literally only paid us $4, and she's getting hours of podcasts. You can't beat that shit. That's why we say try it out for a month, and then cancel if you feel like it's not worth it. We don't mind because we've seen the people who take the breaks. And you know what? what? They usually come back. They do. We hope they do. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. We, But we want at least, like you said, your art speaks for you better than and mm. uh, as tragic and sad and problematic as it is just the patreon is our art <laughs> and we want you to experience it and mm. then there's the other side of the coin like our girl layla from mm-hmm. georgia mm-hmm. who i think sent us these gifts she doesn't even listen to the regular weed because she doesn't want to deal with politics she's strictly dickly <laughs> on the patreon sauce we met layla who's a huge fan Remember, Mau Mau, on our way to one of our live shows in Atlanta that oh, yeah. Layla wasn't even fucking going right. to because she doesn't care about politics. Yeah. Um, and we love Layla anyway. Yeah. And um, we think this is her. <clears throat> she sent us some big old personalized travel. I they're, mean, big. Their Stanley cups are like they're not Yetis, but they're like <sighs> Yeti-esque. And they're Stanleys and they're hardcore. Mm-hmm. It really gets my tennis elbow working when I, even when I pick it up. Oh, when I pick it up, it's like super fucking heavy. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to be great for our new health journey. And as soon as we're done, I'm putting ice in it and putting water in it. It's going to be my new water fucking cup. I just want to walk around and like act like Marjorie Taylor Greene. With oh, it. Like, I you know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. makes me want to answer the door and be like, can you get off my fucking lawn? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that, too. I'm gonna be like, yeah. are you a Jew? <laughs> are you Jews? Okay, well, um, I hope not. They mm-hmm. say B. Howard and Jay Goldman, so you're not gonna you're gonna have to use mine if you want to yell that. Um, <laughs> they have small bottoms, so you can stick them in your truck thing, which is my with fave. the huge tops. Love it. People will think we're drinking like big gulps, but we'll be drinking water and tea out of it, unsweetened mm-hmm. tea, mm-hmm. and we're gonna start using them immediately. Immediately. At, and why, Mau Mau? Why? Because they have oh yeah handles. handles. What is the difference between Republicans and Democrats? One's stupid and one's not stupid. This land is your land. This land is my land. Uh. 
top 100 things Republicans and Democrats said. No, Obama. What? We cannot afford another four years like this. Yeah, where'd you hear that at? MSNBC? Right. Why would we go back to the same economic principles that got us into this mess in the first place? Corporations can leverage their money better than the federal government ever can. Just because I don't support gay marriage doesn't mean I'm homophobic. Tolerance goes both ways. I'm sorry, are my constitutional rights getting in the way of your bigotry? What, are we gonna start letting people marry chairs next? Legitimate rape? You wanna take the money that I made and give it to people on, on welfare? Nah. You know what that's called? That's called socialism. I bet you if we ended welfare, the employment rate would be a little bit higher. Bet you that right now. Oh, wait, it probably wouldn't. I didn't work hard to pay for somebody else's food stamp. Now you want me to pay for someone else's health coverage too? Yes. There are black Republicans. Abstinence is 100% effective. I don't care what anyone says. Tea Party is racist. Why would I want to make more money if you're just going to tax me on it and give it to other people? How are Republicans racist? We freed the slaves. There were weapons of mass destruction that we never found. I'm voting for Ron Paul. Socialism works great until you run out of someone else's money to spend. But if you're going to come to this country, you need to learn English. Borrow money from your parents. Parents. Really? The unemployment rate is higher than Wiz Khalifa is right now. They have black Republicans? Man, I'm tired of all these ads. Dude, I wish someone would try to take my guns and my freedom. I'm not saying Republicans are dumb. I'm just saying every dumb person that I met has happened to be Republican. Who is Paul Ryan? I miss Bill Clinton. I bet Donald Trump is loving all this attention he's getting right now. It's all about job creation. Obama doesn't get that. He's never run a company, obviously. All children are gifts from God. Obama killed bin Laden. Redistribution of wealth. It has a name. It's called communism. Wanna hear a joke? Barack Obama. You wanna cut taxes on the wealthy and then tell us how you're gonna pay for it later? It's about personal responsibility. Trickle down economics does not work. Government that governs least governs the best. You know, if you tax corporations, the less jobs there's gonna be. You see what I'm saying? Al Gore beat Bush in the popular election. I found a couple of votes in my backyard the other day. Why do we even have the electoral college still? Now you're gonna see what real change is like. Who's leading in the polls now? Where'd you hear that? Fox News? This is all Bush's fault. Reagan was the best president of all time. If I could vote for Bill Clinton again, I would. <sighs> We're screwed. This is our segment where we talk to a real-life Republican. Why? Because Republicans are different than us, and we used to think that was hilarious. Used to being the operative words. In fact, this segment used to be called Julie's on her period and wants to yell at someone, but we changed it when JoJo and Kiki got elected because we thought things would change, but actually nothing changed and nothing <laughs> will, especially now that Republicans took back the House. In fact, everything has gotten worse, which is why we no longer think it's fucking hilarious. No, we don't. So thank God our guest today is actually not a Republican anymore. He used to be a card-carrying, red-hat-wearing, full-stop MAGA-Trumper. But all that changed, and we're going to find out why. So without further ado, we are so excited to welcome our guest today, David Weissman. Hi, Hi David. David. Hi, guys. How's it going? Well, Julie has been whopping out about talking <laughs> to you. I can't even tell you. You were like, we started this podcast <laughs> the the week that trump got elected before he was even inaugurated yep. and this bitch has been dreaming of interviewing <laughs> someone like you and i mean her dreams are finally coming true five years later there's um, two yeah david i mean there's two dreams one obviously you and then the other dream is to actually get someone who still likes trump but none of those people will come on so before we find out how you became a liberal democrat we have to know we got to just start. We got to get into yeah. it. We got to start. Sure. And you need to tell us why the hell you were a Trump Republican in the first place. Well, um, I, I was I was always conservative. I was always Republican. 
In fact, I was so Republican that I actually voted for Ted Cruz in the primaries. That's how uh, conservative I was. Yeah, I know. I I really had a good choice in Republicans. But um, let me ask you that before um, you go on, can you just uh, this is something I've been dying to ask. When you say conservative Republican, can you describe what that means to you? What was that for you? What did that? Yeah. Like, like how I used to think, like, what that was? Or... Yeah, yes, because there's people now still who say, I'm a conservative Republican. But what are they talking about? Conservative about what? Well, back then, which I had a totally different worldview, um, you know, I believed I was very religious. Uh, I, you know, believed marriage should be man and woman, mm. you know, first. I believe First Amendment, you know, should be a certain way. I, I kind of had America um, to be like a conservative America, and you know I didn't accept like all the uh, you know the way America really is. You know I kind of felt like that's going away from what America is supposed to be. Um, <clears throat> I I believe in the misinterpretation of the Second Amendment. Um, you know, thinking that you know everybody has right to own guns, no matter what kind, no matter what kind of guns. Right. Um, and, you know, I believe in limited government, uh, you know, the government shouldn't help anybody. I had, I had no idea uh, about, you know, the real world, like how the system kind of actually keeps people down. You know, I, I had no knowledge of that stuff. And I, you know, I was blamed for people like, you know, they should go get a job. They should go do this, do, you know, better themselves. So I was always, I, I was so clueless on, you know, the systemic you no know, racism as you know as we see you know that everybody else has a clue on you know different things like that <laughs> it was i was very i i admit i was very sheltered sheltered growing up to a lot of stuff that's you know that goes on around in our country so were you, i mean were you were you brought up conservatively and you're jewish so and where are you from and were your parents very political slash i guess they were like what orthodox uh, uh yeah very conservative uh oh actually my dad's an atheist but he's still uh, and it's kind of, it's really kind of funny how uh, that all worked. But yeah, I, I grew up conservative, um, and I, yeah, I was very against abortion too. That's another one, mm. uh, you know, um, for death penalty, which, which is kind of funny how that kind of contradicts itself when you say you're pro-life, but yeah, you support the death penalty. But um, so yeah, I I believe in the typical um, Republican talking points, and I think I, I would say I'm sort of like Tea Party Republican. I uh, I disagree with some of the uh, MAGA on you know, when it comes to war, when it comes to certain things like that, like why we need war sometimes. I mean, nobody wants war, but, you know, I understood that, you know, you got to defend the country, you got to, you know, take out the enemy, at, you, know, you know, different things like that. You know, uh, I always describe MAGA as like an onion. It's a cold, but it's like different, many, many layers to it. Um, but, um so yeah, I, I grew up conservative. My parents didn't talk a little about politics in the house, but they're like, we should never talk politics outside the family because you know. <laughs> so yeah, they, they the fact that I'm on Twitter. So. I bet. Uh, let, let alone changing politics, but um, but uh, yeah, it's pretty. It was religious. I grew up religious. So you um, you voted for Ted Cruz in the 2016 primary. Correct. So um, at what point did you? switch over to trump when um he, when he uh, won the primary yeah yeah and i i yes when he won when he won the primary it was an easy switch i mean 
I mean, I did like both. Um, I just felt Cruz had more experience, more conservative. You know, I, I thought I, <laughs> this is this is how ignorant I was. I thought he was like the perfect ideal conservative. <laughs> well, I mean, as for <laughs> one that guess. enjoys conservatives, he kind of is. I mean, he's a million times better than Trump. He was a right. Supreme Court like clerk clerk and he comes from money he's all the things that suck about republicans <laughs> and yeah you know. and um so yeah i i mean i often tell people like how like once you jump on that trump train as uh as you call it uh it really consumes you like you really get sucked into that um you know so all that and i i've been to trump i mean i've been to trump rally i i as you see, I have pictures of me wearing Trump hats and shirts, and you know, I got, I got so into it. You know, it's it's crazy how things are for you. Would you say that, like, what was? Would you say that was it? Fox News? Was it Facebook? Like, which had like the most influence in terms of you really, you know, getting De- into that community? Definitely Fox News. I've I've always admired um, Sean Hannity uh, and other conservative. Uh, commentators but sean hannity is like definitely one of my top five and you know i you know i i had no idea that he was lying because i figured he is a religious guy why would he lie to the public you know, i was very naive um and then so i i took his word i you know i trusted that you know he, he's he was all about trump and and, and and all the stuff that he's reported about democrats because you know i i mean yeah so i, I had different conservative beliefs growing up but I didn't really get politically uh, involved, I would say, probably after I got out of the military, like, where I just really started like getting into it, um, watching more news and different things like that. And that's why I started developing ideas of what I thought a Democrat was. Um, you know, I, you know, I believed the bad stuff about Obama and Hillary Clinton and, you know, different things like that. And I thought, you know, there was a team state. Um, so it was really quite easy to spell vote for Trump after believing all the, the lies and the, the propaganda, um, you know, that I was so exposed to. Um, Do you think that being a veteran made you more susceptible to like believing in the deep state or like what I always wonder, we look at like people in the military and we really do assume that 90% of them are, are Republican. Republican. Is that some, are we, crazy is that true i mean what's what is the temperature like in there in terms of like parties honestly i mean it is easy to say that but i mean in the military while you're on active duty you're not allowed to talk politics or support any political person so i i can't i personally i can't really give uh an accurate answer so i don't know but when i got out of the military um and then seeing how Republicans are always talking about support the troops, support the troops. And, you know, and you know, though, at least back then, at least when I saw this, then it seemed like Democrats were saying the same thing, uh, at least as vocally as Republicans were, even though it was like the Democrats that created a GI Bill. <laughs> you know, right. Republicans, Republicans haven't really done anything for the military. I just, you know, I just took their word for it. Um, right. That, that they, that they were supporting us. I didn't know that they couldn't. You couldn't be affiliated with a party when you're in the military. That's interesting. I, I mean, like, I mean, you're a lot of, of course, you're a lot of all, uh, but yeah, pro, pro political talk that was in. You're not, you're not, you're not allowed to go um, 
you know, you're not, not, not allowed to openly talk about it. So, hmm. okay. So you would say that you were more, you were basically came home from the military and you were just like watching Bill O'Reilly and shit. You were on Fox <laughs> News is basically how this all happened, which is very yeah. standard. I mean, it is. And they're convincing. Listen, I myself have gone on and been like, wait. <laughs> Am I like, am I like anti-vax or what? Like, I don't know. It's like you get there and they, and they, and they, yeah, it's, they're good at what they do. And a, and a lot yeah, of people, um, and we know a lot of people and, you know, it's, it's a, so the, how did you go from being deep into that, like zeitgeist of that, um, which is all encompassing and it's a whole lifestyle and it would have been all of your social media and how did you go? to becoming a Democrat? What was this journey? Well, it was a long one. And it's kind of funny because people think that it happened so short, but I mean, I would say it's like a year's worth of uh, dialoguing. And how like that two years, about, three years, one year? Yeah, I would, I would say one year. Um, maybe a little bit more than one year, maybe one and a half. I'll have to look at my timeline. But uh, um, so what happened was, you know, and you know, and I'm sure you guys see this on Twitter all the time, how Trump supporters um, troll celebrities all the time. Um, and normally when we do that, we either get blocked, excuse me, and then get blocked or, you know, just, you know, there's arguing, there's never actual uh, civil debate. So uh, and, and, and it's, kind of, it's really kind of funny because you know how conservatives are, weren't complaining about being censored on Twitter. Uh, they were being, they were complaining about that years ago. Uh, um, so that's that's been a long uh, uh, battle cry of Republicans about being censored. Um, but um, so yeah, I, I was I was saying, hey, you know, Jack, you know, when you go on Red Twitter, then it's like, how come you know how come conservatives are being shadow banned, and then you're having these crazy liberals. And what I did, I took a picture from the internet of Sarah Silverman and Stephen Colbert and their you know, Nazi, you know, doing their comedy skits, um, you know, saying, like, how can you let these liberals, you know, you know, get all the engagements? I'm paraphrasing from what I said, of course. Yeah. But, what year was um, this? This was in 2017. I was so die hard. Like, towards the end of 2017. Okay. Um, so you, so, you tweeted at Jack, uh, what's his, whatever, at Jack, whatever his last name is. He's not even there anymore. He's a tool. So he, <laughs> you said, why are we being shadow banned and you're letting these two liberals um, be on here getting all the engagements and it's a picture of Sarah Silverman and Stephen Colbert in Nazi outfits. <laughs> Strong. Yeah. Strong, David. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, um, Sarah, so Sarah then, she actually responded and quoted me telling me how comedy is subjective or objective. Like, explaining about how comedy is and I was kind of like, uh, and I was kind of blown away at first that she actually responded. And then I, was, then I started thinking to myself, okay, if I can get her to respond, maybe I can get her to like Trump. Um, so I kind of <laughs> thought, you know, she's Jewish, I'm Jewish, now why doesn't she like Trump? He's so pro-Israel. So okay. I actually... <laughs> and that's a good question. Listen, we had that question just in general. Um, you know, it was it became a very confusing time. I felt like well, I just spoke to my parents yesterday, which is funny because we have this conversation. And I asked my mom, who has a, fr a friend 
who said and you're Jewish and I'm Jewish and she's Jewish teaches Hebrew school everybody knows her name's Phyllis super Jewish <laughs> so David okay we're like real Jewish so um they have a friend who said to her just the other day because she was asking about tr- Trump and he said well Trump is great for Israel and uh, he didn't necessarily want to vote for Trump but he had to to say that he's true but my question is who has not been good for Israel? I don't understand. Why is Trump so good for Israel? Obama likes Israel. Clinton liked Israel. Everyone likes Israel. So what is the thing with Trump and his thing with Israel? So I, I would say a little bit about that being a right-wing Republican, you know, former uh, right-wing Republican. Yes, good, you know. good. Um, a lot of us believe that, uh, you know, uh, Hamas and, you know, that they need to be wiped out. That Israel should actually be one Jewish state. You know, not uh, they're not okay. shared with the Palestinians. Okay. So that's why a lot of us had problems with Obama trying to bring you know help with peace. You know, trying to make it a two-state solution. And, and, it, and it's still kind of a fuzzy thing with me personally. Um, but I, I mean, I I do I mean I do see how Israeli government do, does kind of treat uh, the Palestinian people. They can do that a lot better. Um, you know, I'm still, I mean, I'm still pro-Israel. I still, um, you know, you know, I'm not a Republican anymore. Some of those values haven't changed, but I do see what, you know, some of the criticism towards the Israeli government is uh, justified. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, Trump. So yeah, Trump moving the embassy to Jerusalem, you know, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Uh, things, you know, different things like that. Um, even though he doesn't, didn't really, and he didn't do much for the, and I and I kind of see that now that he didn't do anything really for the Jewish community in America, and or, or any community. About. Yeah, right. So, so you were gonna try to get Sarah Silverman, interesting, like over to the Trump side. Correct. <laughs> so how did we start this process? Like, hey, Sarah, I'm Jewish. Oh, you're you're Jewish. Jewish. Let's get into Trump. <laughs> Well, she and I, I asked her, yeah, why don't you know how do you like Trump? And you know, she gave me and and I'm in her tweets or I don't know if you've done any searches in her tweets, her tweets are actually still there. Um so you can actually see the, the part of that conversation if you, if you guys have ever time to go check it out. I remember um, it at from at the time. Like yeah. Julie was telling me about you and how you guys connected on Twitter. And that you had been a Republican, now you're a Democrat. And I was like, I wonder if it's that guy that got into that thing with Sarah Silverman. And then she looked it up and was like, it is. And I was like, I remember that. I completely remember that whole thing. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a wild ride. And, you know, I it was, it was respectful. You know, we had a good conversation. And at the time, I, you know, I had no plan on leaving the Republican Party. I had no intention of stopping support from Trump. You know, it just came about a civil discussion and... And then I kind of thought, hey, we're actually talking here. And, you know, when, when she, you know, when she started t- talking, a lot of her liberal followers came over, you know, uh, that's a good thing. You know, that can be bad at times, you know, when you get quoted or ratioed, as, you know, they call it on Twitter. Um, but it was actually a good experience. And a lot of a lot of her followers came over and started dialoguing with me. I learned more about Trump. And uh, the funny thing about it is, like, I had no idea that he dodged a draft. I had no idea about his connections with Russia and Putin. Um, I had no idea about his corruption. You know, a lot of, a lot, I mean, I knew he was perfect. I mean, I knew, 
mean, you know, I'm in the army, you know, it was like, you know, we had our own locker room talk. Mm. So, you know, a lot of the things he said, just, it's like, yeah, pink deal, pink deal, you know, kind of thing, you know, it didn't seem like, um, was, yeah, men you know. don't care. We know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I care now. But, uh, Good. But, you know, in fact, that I, I didn't care as much. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so you know, I had a lot of conversations with a lot of her followers, and um, so I you know learned something. You no, know, and so did you? Would they I, tell you, and then you'd go research it because you're not just gonna believe, even if they're being well, respectful. Did would you go look look it up and be like, wow, I guess that's true. Yeah, I did. I was kind of, I started researching and kind of like, and, and then I started asking like, you know, why do liberals believe in crazy things? They do? Like, why, you know, why are they get triggered over you know, this and that and the other, you know, because you know, a, lot, a lot of conservatives, you know, you kind of make fun of liberals and they're, um, but, you know, I started asking stuff about abortion. I started asking things about um, immigration, because like you know, I used to believe you know they need, we should have the wall, and, and you know they said hey the wall doesn't work, and they actually brought me you know showed me like actual statistics of a lot of the problems actually come through the port of entry. I'm like huh, well that's kind of a like news to me, and um, you know seeking seeking asylum laws like holy sh-, like I was like holy shit you know some people actually had the right to come here. Um, you know, without you no, know, not going through the, you know, the, the legal immigration process, people have the right to come here. So, um, I at first I kind of started realizing that wait a minute, conservative media and Republicans officials are lying um, to stay in power. And you know, um, and I know, and then I learned about the military, like hey, like it was a Democratic treated a GI Bill that I mentioned earlier, like wow, Democrats do support the troops. <laughs> So a lot of different talking points of what I believe Democrats and are or were um, proven to be wrong, and then I and then I kind of felt like you know what I don't want to be a part of a party that has to lie to get elected. I mean I, I know they talk about George Santos today, but I mean the Republican Party is kind of always kind of like that it seems uh, they lie about everything. So um, so. So did you, were you like starting to look at news elsewhere or like back yeah. away from Fox News during that time? I I started backing away from Fox News. Start, I, mean, I mean, I still, I mean, still kind of watched it. So, but I, I started looking at more outlets, listening to different commentaries, listening to, and, and meaning, meaning the source of things, yes. You know, I, I didn't want to think, I realized that you can't take people's word on thing is you have to go research um research and see the facts itself um so so when, if you like lower to look at my timeline here it's like you know i i still i was still supporting trump but i decided to leave the republican party because i didn't want to be part of a party that lied to get you know stay in power um and then i had issues with trumpers you know trump supporters you know not liking the fact that i'm dialoguing with democrats because you know they're an enemy of america and that's just the conversations with the enemy of america <laughs> so that kind of also kind of helped things a little bit um you know, so, and it's like hey i'm just dialoguing here and you know and, and sort of created kind of a mess on twitter in a way uh, but that's a whole another whole another story but um so, so um you know I, then, then at that time i decided to leave uh mega you know no longer be a trump supporter 
I mean, I'm still supporting Trump, but more and more is like getting weaker, getting weaker. And because I'm seeing like, wow, this is this guy is actually who he says he was. And then you know, Helsinki came, and you know, the way he met with Putin, you know, who met Romney, a Republican, warned us about, you know, I mean, he was the first one to warn us about Russia. And it's kind of crazy how Republicans are loving Russians. Seems like <laughs> seems like he's a you know with the Ukraine and everything. Um, but uh, I, I mean. And as a veteran, you know, I always care about our country's security, and I, I really believe that, that, I mean, we still don't know what was said between him and Putin. I mean, yeah, we still don't know, we still don't know. and it's crazy how, you know, that happened, and, you know, behind closed doors, I mean, who knows what was said, I mean, especially when you see all, all the stuff that's going on, um, you know, classified documents, different things like that, that, I mean, who knows what Putin knows now, um, so yeah, that's when I that's when I say hey, I'm, I'm no longer a Trump supporter, and I couldn't believe how I saw a clip of Hillary Clinton saying that about him in Russia, and I was kind of like floored, and I didn't think at that moment I was like, wow, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, I even did a whole thread saying, wow, Hillary Clinton, you are correct you when know, she said and, he was just... Putin's bitch at the at the <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I didn't remember that either. Till way later, they'd play a clip, and I'd be like, "Dude, she said it at the fucking debate." I yeah. couldn't believe it. Yeah. I like, couldn't believe it. Yeah. Like nobody and, was listening to Hillary Clinton at that point. Like nobody. Nope. Nobody wasn't. She was right. <laughs> uh, so I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. And you know, from then on, I started speaking out, and I, and I, I, I sort of felt like an, I was an independent at the time. So um, I'm still still learning about liberal values. And, and yeah, I, I was going to ask. So you went from being Republican just to being independent. That seems like that's the normal. We've talked to like it's a like few. It's like when gays go from like starting out like straight and then go bisexual, bisexual. and become gay. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, you're just going to be gay. Yeah. But like. But so, I think it's an authentic process. <laughs> I do too. To go into you the have to figure it out. Yeah. You have to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. what you did. And, and a lot of people think that I just went from Republican to Democrat. It's like, no, that's, no, that's not how it <laughs> Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, so what were your what were your family and friends like? Were they all? Were you keeping it a secret from them, or were they? Do you you know? Do you mainly talk like in social media to like strangers, or you do have a lot of like friends, real family and friends that that you communicate with on social media that were kind of what? How did they react? I am. I I mean, I wasn't vocal about it much because. No, like my, my my family and especially parents are they really don't like me posting political stuff. <laughs> right. So I you know, I kind of kept it a secret, um, you know, from them at least and from the fellows at the, at the time that you know they need to know, especially since you know, I'm learning all this stuff and I didn't want them to like say, Hey, don't do this, you know, you know I'm you know, I'm an adult and everything, but you know how parents can be yeah. sometimes. Being an ex Republican, um and having been in all of that, do you feel that that's helped you to be more sympathetic and understanding to the people in your life who are still stuck in the magatrix? Yeah, yeah it, it does. Uh, I mean, I, I, one, I mean, I try to be so with uh, some of them. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I do sort of like, you know, disagree with some of the comments when they're saying they're all terrorists and they're all racist. You know, I, I think. I think a lot of them are kind of kind of ignorant. Uh, a lot of them are. I mean, I think they don't care about the country. Um, they just, I mean, they're just shelter, they just mean, maybe shelter them as I was. Yeah. Right. And, and 
and they don't know what it's like out, you know, out in the rest of, out in their uh, box, you know. And um, so yeah, I, I, you know, I, and that's why I, can't, I mean, I, I really kept asking um, on Twitter on Jamie, you know, Jamie Harrison, DNC, and other, like, I mean, I, I mean, I understand, you know, many Democrats don't want a dialogue, but I really believe that like Democrats were to like go out in communities. Because, like, one of the biggest things that I remember as a conservative is I felt like Democrats didn't speak to us, you know. And and don't get me wrong, I, I see now why Democrats focus on marginalized people, um, you know, marginalized groups and things like that, because, you know, the issues that they're going through. But when I was a conservative, I, didn't re- I had no idea that those issues were going on. I thought, you know, America was, like, the greatest country on earth with no... Racism, you know, racism was done when Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, you know, came out. Um, so, you know, that's, and I, so, you know, I, I, I you know, understand, like, why, you know, so, so, you know, many Democrats would not be hesitant on this, but for those who are willing, I, I really believe, like, if Democrats would go talk to conservatives, show that, hey, they do care about conservatives, um, go to, you know, go to have, like, outreach programs or something, you know, maybe more dialogue can happen. Well, that's like um, what Andrew Yang well, said. Right. Remember, he was like one of the first people that, that was wanted like, to do yeah. like white blue collar. Right. You know what's like he brought up white grievance or whatever, but white blue collar workers, a lot of them felt left behind by right. the party. And- but how do you have a conversation? I mean, my question is like for for me, if I were to have a conversation with somebody who's conservative, especially coming from a religious background, where do we start if we don't even agree on the basic reality of life? So I don't know how to have a conversation. I can try. But if it's somebody like two says, different definition of the facts. Yeah. If somebody says yeah. like, you know, well, abortion is wrong. Women need to do this. You need to be with a man, gays and the Bible and blah, blah, blah. I don't know where we go from there. So uh, it was my question. <laughs> well, um, I think um, the best way to do it is having a conversation without any expectations, you know, just say, hey, this is what I believe. What do you believe? Um, and then just asking what asking them like what they believe was important to them. Um, and then that might actually get them to open up more. Um, and yeah, and have you have any... you been able to get anyone out of the Fox News brainwashing mm. like monster? Have has has have you gotten anyone over? Um, well, you know, yeah, my brother. But as far as like on social media, not really, because they see me. Well, your brother's a, a huge one. That's better than <laughs> someone on social media. Yeah. Half those people aren't even True. real. I mean, that's that's where we all. <laughs> have got family members that are, you know, that are Trump supporters. And I mean, that really like brings us to like the last question. What advice would you give to those of us? And I mean, and and our our listeners, I mean, honestly, like for crossing that divide and having impactful conversations with, with real people in our lives in real life. I mean, over, you know, the internet, it's one thing, but like having conversations with people in real life that matter to you, that, you know, this is causing huge divide in people's families. Sure. Um, find find things that you both can uh, relate to, you know, common ground. Um, just accept them, accept them for who they are. Uh, you know, when you, when you do discuss things like, you know, let's say Trump and um, the, law, you know, the laws that he violated in the Constitution, you know, don't go by what a pundit says. You know, go by Trump's own words, you know, his... Quinn phone call his trans the no, phone call transcripts when he had a conversation with Zelensky and show the Constitution where it says 
you know, you cannot ask favors from a foreign leader, you know, you know, show the actual facts, evidence um, pertaining to stuff like that, you know, with COVID, you know, show, hey, vaccines do work, you know, and yeah, I mean, and under, and understand their point of view too. I, 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 every now and then I go to a conservative Twitter space, you know, like, like how you guys ask, like, you know, I just sort of feel like a sort of a empathetic feeling towards my former uh, teammates or whatever you want to call it. Um, and, uh, you know, like, you know, I, you know, I do think, you know, maybe, you know, maybe suspending accounts that show different, you know, th- you know, it's wrong, you know, wrong information um, on COVID. Um, I do think, you know, they shouldn't be allowed to have the conversation, but, you know, you know, we should encourage, we should do things to encourage dialogue more rather than like just cutting them off so they know, so they, so they know like, they're being heard too. Oh, David, we're proud of you. We appreciate you. I, I really, I have to say it takes a lot of fucking courage and um, self-awareness and just self-honesty and truth and balls to be able to look at yourself and go through this kind of journey and to be honest about it and to put yourself out there. So yeah. we want to thank you for that. I think that's takes, it's just, we really do appreciate it and we can only learn when we do that. So, um, thank you again for sharing your story. Tell our 14 listeners where they can connect with you. <laughs> so you can find me on Twitter, uh, at David M Weissman, W E I S S M E N. All right. Well, we'll be, we'll be following you. We'll be looking. Yeah. You guys be nice to David. Be nice to David. Thank, <laughs> thank you, David. You. <laughs> thank you for having me on guys. Thank you so much for talking to us. We really appreciate it. Now it's time for So There's That. Okay, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a So There's That moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. She hates doing it because it's damn near impossible to find an uplifting story to end the show on a positive note when half of the country are mind-controlled members of a morally bankrupt right-wing cult and the rest of us are whiny, entitled virtue signalers who are too busy keyboard fighting with our own side to win the war. It's going to be hard to top the story of Sarah Silverman and David Weissman, which in and of itself was a so there's that, wasn't it, Memo? Uh-huh. But I feel pretty good about the one we finally settled on today. You found <laughs> again. <laughs> but wow, has it like been wonderful learning about and there's still so much to look into. So I'm super excited about it. I hope it's as cool as I thought it was from just simply it's so cool. Barely looking at it. <laughs> barely looking at it. It's cool. So let's just get right into it. So first, let me preface. Obviously, this is perfect because as we've just talked about and as we know and as we're living through, the Republican fear-mongering squad has been working overtime trying to make us believe that every problem we have in this country is Hunter Biden's fault. Inside his laptop is apparently the answer to every single secret code, global cabal pedophile ring name. Of course, the paperwork that every... Fuck twit was looking for on January 6th when they were holding documents like they found the treasure map to the Holy Grail, only they don't know how to read, follow directions, listen to the truth, or understand simple English. I mean, literally, I will sometimes just make myself feel better, look at them holding documents inside there, just being like, you are fucking 
the dumbest people that have ever been born. They also, of course, think Joe Biden has been doing nothing but falling asleep and telling the oil companies to hike gas prices, eat babies, and remove all borders around our sacred, glorious, God-given country of the U.S. of A. Joe Biden. Yeah, I don't know how anyone even wants in here at this point. I, I, you'd think they would like turn around and walk back to where they came from. Joe Biden is the reason pork prices are higher, egg prices are skyrocketing, and of course the Jews run the money, Hollywood, space, the weather, and all the banks. Jews, 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 Biden, Biden, Biden. Yelling, yelling, yelling. Racism isn't real. Your son isn't gay. Lesbians don't have sex. Globalization. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. Kill yourself if you're still a Republican, literally. Apparently... <laughs> The one thing the Jews don't run is immigration. Even though every single human being, unless you're a Native American, is a direct descendant from an actual and literal immigrant. Now, with that said, we've all been here long enough to be Americans and to be adult enough to accept the fact that we are overpopulated and we cannot sustain the amount of people not just already living in this country, but the thousands that are desperately trying to get in here every second of the day. If you're a human being with a heart and soul, then you are behind immigration regulations, humane asylum-seeking rules, and if people had any sense at all, immigration would be a global initiative and not just an American issue. But that aside, we have to be adult enough also to recognize that there is an issue. There is an overflow problem. There's too many people being held at the borders. Too many people trying to get in this country. There's too many fucking people alive. There are too many <laughs> men ruining entire countries with their power-hungry, greedy dick tips. And there's too many people. There's too many people alive. There's too many people with not enough money, not enough shelter, and not enough food. And today, we're going to focus on people trying to seek asylum which seems to be so many more people than ever before. And how fucked up is that? And not for nothing, maggots. If you're concerned with rapists, why don't you concern yourself with the American ones? Because guess what? There's plenty of them. And gangs. And why don't you lay off drug dealers since you're so concerned with small government and individual freedom, you fucking liars? Yeah, and your king, Rush Limbaugh, Love drugs. Loved them and got them illegally. Yeah. America isn't the only country, by the way, that can offer asylum. And America isn't the only country that can offer help. I'm tired of people talking about globalization being a bad thing. That word needs to be redefined. And I know that's idealistic. And fuck me. And it's not going to happen. What does it mean in the first place? Or what does it mean? Just or how is they it? They use it in a negative connotation like... Like we are all in cahoots with these other countries and the money is being diluted and there aren't any borders and we're all becoming one country and all this bullshit. That's what maggots do. Yes. Okay. But we want to just be like, no, it's a good thing because we all need to just like get together. Well, we want to say like, like, yeah, the world, we're all living together. Like we're not, yeah, it's good. It's to actually all one big country where we're all in like a way, killing it as well. <laughs> right. Now, obviously, I do. We need we need rules and laws and regulations. And if we need to continue to have countries in order to have fucking order, then fine. But like <laughs> Republicans particularly want to constantly yell about Christian values, the sanctity of life, how every life is precious, all the while getting more guns, doing all the hunting and killing and raping they want to do than running over to the church to get forgiven only to wake up and do it all over again. Do not fucking talk about abortion if you're not going to help save the living lives that are crying at your doorstep to live. Lauren Boebert, you hypocritical, traitorous, hateful, fake Christian cunt. I'm talking to you. 
asylum. When people cannot even live in their own homes because the government or society is so bad and so corrupt and so disgusting they cannot live. Rape, murder, lawlessness. So they try and find somewhere else to live and of course they want to come to America. Who wouldn't? You want to yell USA, USA number one, we're number one. America is the best place to live. It's the best place to live. But then you degrade people for wanting to come here. You put out the welcome mat and then you suffocate them with it. No one is realistic. No one's being honest. And it's time we had to come to Jesus for a real conversation. But while we're doing it, at least we've got Jojo. Thank God. Thank Jesus God. Yeah, because it keeps coming back to Jesus for some reason when we talk about fucking immigration. You want to blame Biden for shit? Well, here's something you can blame him for. Compassion. Try it. Not only has he come up with another compassionate policy, but he is trying to even welcome and make room for your fake Christian assholes and your shitty belief systems. On January 19th, Biden introduced Welcome Corps. January 19th. Mm -hmm. On that day. That's right. On Jesus' day, January 19th. Turns out Meghan McCain might have had her new baby, Clover, on my birthday, too. Interesting. I'm going to DM her and let her know. You got to let her know. Yeah. Well, then Clover was introduced... (laughs) Uh, at the same day that Welcome Corps. And isn't that ironic for Meg? <laughs> for Meg, who uh. constantly shits on Biden and immigration. This is a new program that will allow groups of Americans to directly sponsor refugees to resettle in their communities. It's genius. This is what we need. This is what people who believe in life should really be supporting. This is what a real Christian does. This program makes it possible for private citizens to resettle people from any place in the world so long as they are refugees as defined by the U.S. Refugee Act. The Refugee Act was signed into law in 1980 by Jimmy Carter in response to the end of the Vietnam War and all the refugees that came in from that. But we're not going to get into it. Under the Welcome Corps program, you and a few of your friends can pool together some money. To provide an immigration pathway that allows someone from anywhere in the world who may not otherwise be able to immigrate have the ability to get into the United States and literally resettle here. So you have to form a private sponsor group and apply through the government in order to get that person here. So what you do is you get five people in your area you collect, and you can collectively raise two thousand two hundred and seventy five dollars for each person you want to resettle in your in your community so with that money the sponsors commit to helping them through the first three months here which can include housing food job hunt but does that money go towards that or what does that money the money would go it's a whole that whole process yes apparently Apparently, it just takes that much money and then matched with whatever the government's going to do. The government gives get, you money, gives the group money. You have to raise that much money per person, but then the government then helps you okay. do this whole thing. So, and obviously, like, $2,275 per person is not going to work in California because, like, just like I just learned, like, today, like, my health insurance alone. <laughs> so, well, like, maybe don't come to California. If the government helped, you know, who knows? So, yeah. Maybe they just relocate. I don't even know. We don't know how it works. I'm, just, I'm just, just saying. We don't do research. <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying for here in California, yeah. as we know, I say that in jest, $2,000 per person is yeah. not a lot here. No. Now, the cool thing about this is that when the Refugee Act was first act and this Welcome Corps program has existed in different forms, 
this happened with Ukraine. It happened with Afghanistan. It happened with Russians. They would bring them over, but they wouldn't be permanent. They would be a temporary thing. They'd come over, some war would happen, and then they would go home. So now what's happening is that there's not really much to go home to anymore since things are getting worse. So this is becoming a permanent program. So which is what makes this different and makes it even more cool. Biden wanted to get 125,000 refugees uh, in 2022 to 2023. He's resettled about 26,000 people. So basically, Biden is trying to walk the line between private and public and still making room for people in their stupid religious bullshit, who I guess, like, depending on state by state, this will work like, you know, people with their religious beliefs, they don't believe in refugees, apparently, or immigration or serving gay people cake. So because beliefs are important and religion and we all have to pretend to respect your stupid, idiotic, dumb, hateful bullshit. Um, don't worry. You don't have to support refugees, but your friends down the street can and there won't be anything that you can do about it. So that's what makes this very exciting. If you're interested, you can go online Follow the application process. We will put the link to the Vox article in the description, which they basically explain every single step of the way and they put links and then you can go if you're interested and do it. Well, and you can probably Google Welcome Core. Welcome Core. C-O-R-P-S. That is correct. It's a step in compassion and active empowerment, as my therapist would say, rather than sitting back and tweeting about how hard it must be for a woman in Afghanistan or whatever, go online, find someone's name, get in touch, start a dialogue, and you can bring them over. I like Welcome Corps as it's personal and communal. It combines government and the people, and it gets to know the people we're bringing over here. We are a global community, and having rules and regulations and boundaries and borders doesn't have to be a rejection or a stay out sign. We live with regulations and law, and like Shalita Shah says, you have to get your classroom in order, and that goes for your house, your school, your city, your state, and your country. We don't need a wall, we need a welcome core. So there's that. For this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd <laughs> rather not hear about politics, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this one. We do two a week, every week, and there's no politics, no ads, no structure, no rules. And best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. <laughs> That's right. And you can subscribe for only a dollar. You get one podcast a week for $1 and two podcasts a week for $2. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to hundreds of hours of timeless back podcasts. And there's a list right at the top of all of our most popular episodes. So you'll know right where to go. Plus, you get the philanthropic satisfaction of knowing that with one single dollar, you are contributing to what has become basically our sole source of income since we got kicked off of Bravo. But if being pressured to help us pay our bills out of the kindness of your heart isn't working, then we have a free episode for you to listen to to see if you like it. You can click on the link, which is in the description um, of this episode, or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a link on every page that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode. 
Um, and then you can listen to the whole hour of the free episode right there from your phone or computer. You don't have to download anything. You don't have to sign up for anything to hear the free one. It's super easy. It's so easy. And if you listen to multiple podcasts, all you have to do is import our Patreon podcast feed one time into iTunes or whatever podcast player you're using right now. And then it will just automatically show up there every week. Um, like next to any other podcast you subscribe to. And once you subscribe, if you have any questions, you can just message us directly from your Patreon account. Like Sarah from the beginning of the episode who messaged us about listening to old episodes to pass the time on her drive to take care of her mom. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And David Weissman. David Weissman. How'd you do, I? See you've met, man. Faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dine because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. A sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom. 